Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Well, hello, hello, hello from Flagstaff. Flagstaff. I'm in Brescott. Well, it's I don't almost, even know where we are here. It's almost like Flagstaff. It's it's cooler than It is much valley. cooler. It's not as cool as Flagstaff. About 85 degrees in beautiful downtown Prescott. We are at the Hase Ampa Inn today. Yes, we are. And we just thought we'd get on the road. I have to come up tonight and, and host an event for the Epilepsy Foundation here at one of the camps. So I'm going to be here tonight. And Frank said, let's go do Wrench Nation on the road. Well, this is a special edition. We always like to get out in the communities. And you guys listen, we got a very special show for you. We are at the legendary Hasiampa Inn. And I'm telling you, Steve, we yes. had here's the guest list. Okay. Of who's, history. Who stayed at the Hasiampa? Well, Hasiampa's got a storied history. 1927. Right. Tom Selleck has been here. Hopefully not in 1927. Well, he might have been. No, he's the not Beach Boys have been the here. The Beach Boys, all right. We can do a little Kokomo. We've had the Smothers Brothers oh, the, here. Yeah, Tommy and uh, what was the other one? Tommy and what's his name? Well, you got Tom and Dick Smothers. There you go, Tom and Dick. Yep. And you've had Miss Kim Bassinger stayed Ooh, here. Miss Vale from Matman. And you've had Sam Elliott, Joan Rivers, George Stanley W. Dodd. Bush, number one, was here. Oh, is that, is that H.W. is that the son? No. Oh, wait George a minute. George W. W. w is, is the son. Is the son. America. But all that counts. America. 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 We, we America. <laughs> all that counts here on Ranch Nation is that we, by the end of the show, now we will have... Steve and Frank yes. of Ranch Nation yes, on that list. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. It is, it is so awesome. We're sitting outside on a patio, and the wind is blowing. You can hear it. It is so cool. And, by the way, it's still Wrench Nation. If you have any questions, I'm watching the text today, 480-655-8870. Any questions about anything you need to know about cars, if something going wrong with your car, text us what your car is and what your question is, and we'll get to it here on Wrench Nation. Absolutely, guys. This is your show. You know, every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, you guys get together. We kind of cuddle up. And we talk about all kinds of car culture, automotive tips, and car care. But more importantly, you guys know every week, this is time for us. This is our community. And as I said, we love getting out in the community. We're yes. here in Prescott. Uh, the warmth and romance of this beautiful, historic Southwest Inn here, the Hacienda, beautifully restored 1927 hotel set right here in beautiful Prescott, Arizona. And why not cover a show around yeah. the legendary history to the history of, of automobiles. automobiles. We're going to cover today, guys, we're going to cover the first 50 years 
of the automobile. We're going to dive into that. So perhaps you've got some stories you want to share with us. Absolutely. You can can call or text at 480-655-8870. You know, my family, like I said, a lot of the mechanics, I was always liking it to the, uh, my cousin Vinny, my uncles are mechanics. (laughs) Your mechanical clock is ticking. My cousins are mechanics. All these people are mechanics (laughs) in my family. And a lot of them had restored classic cars. Right. And two of my uncles have, I think my one of my uncles has like a 55 Buick or something. Nice. And then another uncle has another classic car. They're incredible. But even older, like, you know, oh, the Model yeah. T's and, yeah. and the Model A's, they're still out there. and People are driving these things around. Yeah, we got special guests. Uh, as uh, we move the show on, you guys stay tuned. We've got uh, Billy Knuckles from Detroit. I figured, you know, we we got to have Billy Knuckles on if we're talking about the, from Motor City. the legendary history from Motor City. Uh, some of the things that we're going to cover, guys, you know, and I, I was kind of researching the straight and skinny of the history here. Uh, the Germans and the Americans kind of battle about who really, you know, coming from the motorcycle. Right. Or, excuse me, the bicycle, I sure, should say. Right. Sure. Bicycle. If you were a bicycle mechanic okay. in, the, in the 1800s, you were a rock star. Right. I well, mean, you had to be. Right. I mean, it was like like uh, like a computer IT engineer today. Okay. The, the bicycle mechanic. Had to make that chain go. And so those gears going. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into the early 1900s, perhaps a little bit of the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to cover some ground with the Model T. Well, Henry Ford wasn't the first person. No, but we all know you guys listening. Right. Uh, prior to that, certainly, you know, cars, if you want to, they were more carriages on wheels. Right. Um, you know, everyone knows that Ford really, what he was known for was making a vehicle for yeah. the common man. He revolutionized that industry as far as making it affordable. Affordable. Yep. He essentially said, if they're working in my factory, yeah. they should be able to afford my vehicle. And I was watching a special on him, matter of fact, Frank, just last weekend. Right. And it was like how America was made and all the different, went through all the different eras of time. And, and Henry Ford, he was actually challenged by Detroit. Yeah. And a lot of the big companies who did not want, they held, you know, they said that he's infringing right. on their patents and their copyrights. Well, there's a, there's a pretty, pretty much some hardcore history with yeah. the Dodge brothers. Oh yeah. Dodge uh, you brothers, know, Dodge sure. uh, at one point sort of working for, right. uh, you know, Ford, but, um, you know, the Germans also, uh, have a storied history. So we're going to talk more about that. We're going to dive in to the very start of it all people and and also kind of going through uh you know the federal government wasn't like it was today well thank god uh well some would (laughs) say hey you guys listening some would say yeah get out of my business but you know we're going to talk about uh how the federal government kind of came in and and sort of formulated the road act and the federal highway act and you know we had to get organized you know things were going fast sure i mean you had this 35 horsepower engine 35 by the way which i like i said this morning i think I had, a, I had a lawnmower of that horsepower back i in mean the 80s. And, but that little 35 Riding horsepower lawnmower. yeah would get get to 45 50 miles an hour yeah, wow. and so we had to kind of get organized because people people were getting killed right <laughs> oh shoot too that's, much that's not a horse coming that's something moving fast too much speed for that too time. much speed so too we're going to dive fast. into that uh with our special guest we're also going to have um we got amare from uh Hacienda oh yeah to visit with so, us shortly it's so ironic her name's amare yeah. And, of course, today's Dean Martin's birthday. You know, like the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's Amore. I don't know how you do it, man. Um, uh, just so you, you know, guys know, listening, middle name is Steve Gross. <laughs> officially, right here on Wrench Nation, Steve yes? Wikipedia Gross. Wikipedia Gross. I'm the man so is full. a knowledge bank. I am so full of useless <laughs> information I can't possibly tell you. Yeah, and if you guys happen to be listening on the replay uh, iTunes, um, you know, we certainly appreciate you guys hanging. And in the future, we're definitely going to see more of these uh, sort of 
uh, you know, these travel road trip. Yeah, we're talking shows. about Frank coming to Louisville with me. Uh-oh. Well, look, you guys know the show. <laughs> part of the spirit of this show, and I think uh, you guys have chimed in and, and hung out with us for so long, and a part of the energy of the show yeah. is, uh, yeah, some of this stuff is not planned. You know, Steve and I talked prior, and I'll right. just tease this out. Sure. If you're listening, if my wife is listening, yeah, in two weeks we're going to be in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for the USA uh, Can we skills, go see the Colonel's house? We can. You know, that, that I, I want to go to that. I want to go to Noah's Ark. Well, fried chicken is always high. Oh, I got to have some fried chicken. So uh, before we dive in and, and kind of wrap up first segment, we got to cover some of the news. Do we ah, get any okay. love? All right, boy, that news is loud. Bring, bring that down a little bit. All right. I don't know if we're talking over or not. I guess we are. Well, the news was pretty loud, so forgive us. We're on location. We are live here at the Hacienda Inn. And as always, we're going to cover some of the late news that we've got. And uh, fresh off the presses, we've got Carl Icahn. You guys are familiar. Uh, it seems like there's a few billionaires in the world, and we know some of them. Elon Musk and, sure? and maybe Donald Trump. But Steve Carl Gross. Icahn. Oh, wait, never mind. Steve Gross of Darn the it. Fried Chicken Empire. Yeah, yes. Gross, greasy chicken empire. I wish. <laughs> but uh, Carl Icahn is making news in the automotive world. Uh, the billionaire has decided, you know, Steve, Carl wants to buy. Can I call him Carl? I feel like he's sitting here sure, with us. Sure, he's your buddy. Uh, Carl wants to buy thousands of automotive shops. Garages. Really? Well, Carl Icahn owns now Pep Boys. You know, oh, he, he does. Manny Mo and Jack. Yeah, and he Carl. fought very hard for that. Uh, and so he's on a move uh, recently. Of course, he owns Federal Mogul, which is a major manufacturer of parts. Yeah. So in his mind, he's thinking, you know, I've got this parts manufacturer. Right. Why not buy companies that would the buy parts, right. for my parts? Sure. So Sounds like Marcus Lemonis does that on the so, profit. What's really interesting, guys, if you guys out there, you guys are familiar with AutoZone, you're familiar with O'Reilly, they are paying attention. Uh, I will tell you guys, and we're going to talk about this in the future, uh, we may just do a whole show on it, the way we buy parts is changing. Okay. Uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos uh, doing an amazing job. We can go online and have it now. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Because so they like, have their warehouse right here, like, nearby, and they can get it to you in get two, it. Two So, to like, Steve, hours. right now, you want some fried chicken? I got an account. We can get fried Ooh, chicken in 20 Amazon minutes. Amazon fried chicken? Amazon now, uh, I think it's Prime. <laughs> and so, in the world of parts, Carl Icahn, a, a few other uh, billionaire uh, visionaries, see that the, the landscape's going to change. So, you guys pay attention to that. The automotive industry, for sure, is paying attention to that. And, you know... You guys listening, I'm sure you've taken an Uber or a Lyft. Well, Uber is back in the news, guys. Uh, you know, Uber's had some scandalous situations. Uber recently, um, well, in some eyes would say they've stepped up their game. They fired 20 employees over harassment. They've got this national uh, this suit, this discrimination uh, lawsuit that they're fighting. Well, they fired recently, as of, uh, I believe it was yesterday, they fired 20 employees out oh. there for inappropriate behavior. Um, you know, they're trying to work out uh, the details of uh, sort of, I don't know, we call it scandal. I mean, you guys listening, I'm sure you've experienced some harassment. It's uncalled for. It doesn't need to be. But some would say that the CEO of, uh, of Uber is kind of in his, you know, he's done so well that he's right. on his own path. Right. And uh, a bit of a dictator, sometimes, if you Sometimes that can be very dangerous. It can be. Bill so, Cosby got dangerous, Yeah, didn't he? he got dangerous. But Uber is kind of paying attention to that. Uh, these firings, of course, uh, as I said, occurred in the last few days, but actually over the last few months. Uh, they're really aimed at tackling what many would say Uber's got a deep-seated management and cultural issue. Now, if you're driving an Uber, don't yell at the Uber driver. He's just trying to make a living. 
But uh, I'm sure Uber will figure it out, and uh, they're trying to they're trying to clean house. I just saw that. a Lyft car on the way over here today. Yeah, yeah, we saw it earlier today. Yeah, Lyft seems to have. Some would say Lyft is a bit more cleaner. Yeah, a bit more. I, I've never r- ridden know. into either one of them. Have you taken a ride from either one? Uh, we do a lot of Uber. I will tell do you. you uh, I still s- call taxi cab companies. You do. You I see, do. you're old school. I am old school. You want to support the old Russian I who's do. retired. I do. I drive you to I drive location. you to car. I do not have phone. <laughs> I have BlackBerry flip, flip, flip phone. <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah, I know you. you I have walkie-talkie. I, that's it. CB. Wait, wait a minute. My carburetor is There you go. Up. There <laughs> so you go. I'm, I am old school. I like the old school. You know, and that's all good. Right. I actually spent some time in New York City uh, maybe two years ago, and I, you know, recorded. Maybe we'll do this on the show. I interviewed Uber drivers. And taxi drivers. Now, I know you know in New York City, guys, uh, to drive a taxi is big business, right? You got to spend. There's money a giant ant coming after me. Live radio, ants are coming after. So, um, but in in New York City, uh, Uber is not really taken well. Uh, these taxi drivers have to spend, you know, quite a bit of money. It's like a liquor license. You can't just own a taxi. You got to spend some money. And we need. What do we need? We need to call the exterminator. <laughs> we got some ants. ants. I got him. Oh, he he's on the bottom of my paper. So there you have Poor it, people. Ants. That's a little bit of your automotive news. All right, out let's there do a little shout you. out here. You know you make me wanna. All right, well, we're out too. All right, every week we tell you about Kathy Droz. HerCertified.com. If you guys are buying a new vehicle and you're not sure how to deal with that madness, you need to get on to HerCertified.com. You're going to find out some great information. Kathy Droz is giving you a world of experience and will help smoothen the landing when you buy that new car or maybe even that used car. And I got to tell you, as every week we tell you, carcare.org, Car Care Council, they're a nonprofit. If you lost your owner's manual, hold a minute, stop the presses. Carcare.org, a simple website. You can get on there and chime in your, your year-making model and get all that great information about your car. You're not alone. Carcare.org. All right, we'll be back in just a second live from Prescott, the legendary Haseyampa in Real quick, because the hot sample was so nice. To they us. were, and it's so let us come here. We're going to come again. Happy hour for four to six every day. Live music in the glass bar seven days a week. Peacock dining under the stars back every Friday and Saturday through Labor Day. It's so cool. They like put a band out here on the patio that we're on right now. High tea the fourth Friday of every month. Peacock dining room for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And of course, special events from the four hundred planned with. The uh, the party girl of Prescott, she calls herself. The party girl Amore. Amore. And, right. I, and I got to tell you guys, just imagine, most of you here uh, in Arizona may have may have been out there to Coronado uh, where the Hotel Dell's sure. at. And this hotel, for a fraction of that cost, yes. is really designed very much so like the Hotel Dell. You will step back in time. So big shout-outs to the Hacienda Inn. You guys got to check them out. All right. And thank you, Lee Weatherby's Accurate Automotive, local family-owned award-winning auto repair shop in Mesa. Serving Arizona drivers since 1992. ASE certified technicians, modern repair facility, and digital reports on every service. In Mesa, on Robson Road, just south of Broadway, between Country Club and Center, 480-890-0409, AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com, or AccurateAutomotiveAZ on Facebook. You guys stay tuned, because we got the legendary first 50 years of the automobile coming up next. And JB from Bolt-On Technology Yeah. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Hey, you can still call us if you want to call Wrench Nation, 480-655-8870. We can take your calls, Bree. We'll make sure we get the phones on. We're live in Prescott, Arizona at the legendary, historic Haseampo Hotel. It's been here for like 85, no, let's see, 
So 90 years. It's been here quite, quite some time. They had a remodel. They did in 85. And what's really cool, this is on the historic register. Yes. So if you guys listening down in the valley, Phoenix uh, Valley, Valley of the Sun, or perhaps, hey, all you San Diegans out there, you, we always come out to the uh, left coast to your beaches. If you ever want to cool off, a lot of you think that, oh, the summer, it's too hot. Well, 20 degrees cooler here. It's 20 degrees cooler. And, and night times are beautiful. Prescott, Arizona has some amazing history. So we're just grateful to be here at the Hacienda. Well, you know, Prescott was Arizona's first capital. It was. Yes, it was. I know that. And this is Whiskey Row right down here. And we've right. got uh, we've got the legendary courthouse, the historical courthouse from from the uh, territorial days. Yeah, lots of history, guys. So yep. If you're listening on the replay and you're planning on traveling, maybe you're going to hit the Grand Canyon. Uh, Grand Canyon south, uh, excuse me, north of here, right? We're just south. Yeah, of you the- could actually take yeah. this road, uh, this street. I don't know what the number is. Yeah. But straight up to Williams. And right exactly. Canyon, so if you're visiting uh, the state of Arizona, you're hitting that Grand Canyon. Come down to the Wild West town of Prescott and specifically Hacienda. Hey, guys, we're talking about the first 50 years. Well, let's bring in JB from Bolt-On Technology to join us. Yeah. JB, are you on the phone? Hello. Guys, thank you for having me on board again. Hey, thanks for being there. We're, we're live in Prescott. Have you ever been to Prescott, Arizona? No, I haven't. Oh, you'd love it. It's you beautiful. would love it, JB. Think of uh, the Poconos. It's high country. I wouldn't say it's uh, towering pine trees, but just a wonderful town. Maybe like some of the towns that you'd have in North uh, Jersey yes, yes. or Delaware. Very green. And right now it's A lot of cool. brick buildings. It's just beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Very nice. That's great. Anyway, JB, welcome back. So tell us again, JB, tell us about Bolt-On Technology. What is it? Well, Bolt-On Technology, we basically make uh, your technicians... Give you the, uh, you, they give you the eyes to look at what's going on in your vehicle. We use digital inspections where the technician goes around the vehicle, checks out everything, uses a tablet, and takes pictures of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what he does is puts a description together and all that, and we send it direct to the customer so your eyes are actually on what the technician sees. Which is and so there's important. there's no better way of actually knowing what's wrong with your car but by seeing it. It's so important today because, you know, we're talking about historic cars. We're going to, of course, uh, you know, ask about your opinions and your different cars that you uh, you love from back in the day. But with uh, with those cars, it was easier to fix them. Now there's so much code and stuff, it makes it a lot harder. So it, it's nice to have these reports that so people can, like me can understand. Yeah, to actually see what the – I mean, the thing I like about it is we can show you how your brakes wear over time. So it's not a surprise when we say, right. hey, Mrs. Customer, it's time for brakes. Right. Well, one thing I got to share with everyone, we had an experience recently. Um, the thing about this bolt-on, you know, going from, I always say, chicken scratch. Many of you listening have been in, uh, whether it was your dry cleaners or any sure. service business, sure. and they said, okay, bam, you need this, you need that, you right. need this. And then that final invoice is like, I, can, I can't read it, right. right? One thing we had in the it. garage, and I got to share with you guys because this is really important. Um, we did an inspection on a vehicle about four months ago, and we checked the brakes, okay. and the brakes were golden. They were good to go. They were good. And we do tell folks when their brakes are good, we want to let them know. Okay. So we got a phone call about two weeks ago, uh, maybe maybe a week ago. You know, we get a lot of cars. I lose track of time. But the bottom line is this gentleman said, hey, I took it in. I'm at a at, at some drive through lube shop, and they're telling him he needs brakes. And I said, wait a minute, stop. I texted you that inspection. He said, well, I don't have it. That was my wife. I said, let me text it to you now. Right. And we yeah. texted him the original photos of the good breaks. Wow. He presented that to the guys that he was dealing with. Wow. And got out of there. Uh-oh. We 
We checked the car out just a few days ago. He came back in. Yeah. He had no symptoms. This was just, hey, I'm getting an oil challenge. You know, he went elsewhere. And they tell you that your brakes. And he didn't need yeah. brakes. I've been through that, Frank. So powerful tool, guys. So if you're listening, you're dealing with your mechanics, uh, let them know about uh, Bolt-On. This is really a transparent way to do business and arm up the consumer uh, with information. And the straight and skinny is all I, I right. mean, that's what it's about. Yeah, seeing um, is believing. Hey, JB, so we're talking cars, the history of the cars, you know, and establishing. Everyone kind of battles. Everyone's kind of familiar with the Model T and the Ford. But in all actuality, man, we got to go back to the early 1800s. Technically, in 1808, a Frenchman by the name of Francois Rivas designed the first car. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Those French. The first car. that's the story. First car powered, powered by... An internal combustion engine, right? So if it's power, and it was powered by hydrogen. Okay. Now, it wasn't. In 1803? 1808, people. Oh, 1808. Now, the problem was, the reason why it's not wow. really common knowledge, yeah. he powered it, but how far did he get going oh. with this hydrogen bomb? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't practical. And good so, point. He wiped out uh, half it, of the it, population it took, of the city. Moment, I hope. Right, right. Right, well, that was oh, back, the humanity. you know, God, all the humanity, exactly. But it took about <laughs> 70 years, guys. You know, we fast forward to about 1870. Um, we started building gas-powered combustion engines, and that easily started to replace what was popular back in the day. And I could see you, JB, hanging out on an old horse carriage and, Hey, get me going, you know, with the big wheels, you know, the, the cart nice. and the push cart, essentially. And so uh, Siegfried Marcus, 1870, was responsible for that. We started to evolve really fast into that, commonly known as a four-stroke. In 1885, welcome the beginnings of Mercedes-Benz. Mr. Carl Benz in 1885, man, he actually really started to get somewhere with the gasoline-powered automobile. And that was considered the first production, guys. Um, as 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 gloried as we would like to say here in the United States, you know we do, Steve. We got listeners from all over the world. We do. Um, I, I have to say that the Carl Benz was responsible for the first production. Were it counted? In other words, he could sell this thing. Now, granted, it took a long time to build, and they were very expensive. Could you imagine? JB, you on your horse, and here comes some guy talking about his new 1885 vehicle, and you asked him how much you spent for that, and he said, well, I spent 8000 And you're like, are you kidding? $8,000? I don't make that in right, a I haven't made that in my career. In 10 years. No, in for 10 sure. years. So, um, you know, it's kind of like I would equate it, guys, to maybe the Tesla right now. You know, I mean, they're coming down in price, right. but some of us, mm -hmm. uh, oh, my goodness, you spent what? And the guy's like, yeah, but I got technology. I can. Uh, I got a big screen. I don't have any drag on the motor because it's electric. But don't need any gas. Yeah. So, um, so we're giving that credit to Carl Benz, um, and then we fast forward. Uh, there was an individual that was paying attention, and that individual was Henry Ford. Yes, he was yep. paying attention, uh, and so Henry Ford came on the scene, and Henry Ford was an interesting guy. Um, Henry Ford really believed initially, and he had a lot of, we talked about this off we air, did. Steve. JB, you know the history. Ford didn't come to town easy. Nah. He had yeah, some, he had whole, yeah. He had he a had whole some, lot of battles to do, you know. The thing is, is he, he designed those cars. He had to come up with a lot of ideas from different people. Yeah. And you know what, 
really made him come around with the Model T is the fact that he took the assembly line that was actually created by right. the guy from Oldsmobile, but he yep. actually refined it and made it work. And he was building cars like um, a couple an hour as opposed to yeah. one every couple of days. Right. He was sued by the big boys in Detroit, too, because they did not yep. want him to mass produce this stuff and get him out of that price because they knew that mm-hmm. they would have to bring down their prices. Yeah, he yeah. went through a lot of battles. But think about, like, today. Well, I go back to Elon Musk. I mean, I love Elon Musk, okay? They told him, no, you cannot launch a rocket and land it. We can launch it, parachute it in the ocean back, that's it. Right. And I would equate what Elon Musk is doing is perhaps something like what Henry Ford. Could you imagine that? Everybody Pioneering space pioneering. travel for us? Well, I'm just saying it was it was basically like what Elon Musk is doing today. Um, so, you know, that assembly line came around, guys. Most of us are aware that uh, the Germans were still battling. Um, you know, they were still dealing with their designs. And uh, they weren't too happy because they thought they should back then have the credit uh, for that first modern motor car with all those essentials. The problem, guys, as we said, it was super expensive. And so Henry Ford comes around. He said, listen, if... Joe Henry, working in my factory, is going to build it. I want him to be able to buy it. And he made it affordable. And that model came out, that Model T. And that was uh, all she wrote. Of course, you had the, the old history on that. Well, yeah. It's did, you know this, did you know this about Henry Ford? Is uh, He's the guy that came up with the eight-hour workday. He realized that if he can get three shifts in, he can have three, more cars being made and more people working. And his other idea was is to pay his people enough that they could afford to buy his cars. Yes, that a living wage. Yep. Crazy smart. Yes, very smart. Because prior to that, there was there was like there was people were working eighteen hours a day. There around. weren't a lot of laws that protected people from. Yeah, that. they were getting hurt. There was jagged iron guys were getting stabbed on at the, the job, and big five hundred pound balls were knocking them out. So yeah, he did. I mean, he brought he brought a sense of safety. As much as it was back then, safety got a lot better as it evolved from that point. But um, for the working man, he gave that structure and that organization uh, to that. Hey, JB, hold on. We're going to bring in Billy Knuckles right now, who's on the phone with us from Detroit. Billy, are you there? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Hey, hey. what is happening? How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Billy? Good, good. JB just stole my thunder. Yeah, one of the things, you know, and... One of the things that uh, I think that make Henry Ford, I think the most important person during that era, is that regardless of the fact that who invented it and who or whatever, it's the person who made the most impact in the industry, just like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs right. didn't invent the, the PC. You're Steve right. Steve Jobs made, mainly made the thing accessible to humanity. And so just like J.B. said, uh, the eight-hour workday, wasn't created by Henry Ford. I mean, by all accounts, uh, Ford Motor Company was was you know, they were there to make money, and there were people getting fired because maybe I don't know they couldn't hold their bladder right because of whatever. So there was all kinds of discrimination, and because of the fact that he was able to pay a five dollar wage, which was enormous back in the right five dollars a day. You're you, right. Yep. You you had the world coming to Detroit to work. Uh, my my family came from the Middle East. Uh, you know I. We uh, immigrated to America in 1975, but we had, you know, know, my ancestors came here, I don't know, 70, 80 years ago. And they tell stories about how Detroit was literally the 
the, the, the city that put the Industrial Revolution on the map. That's way, way bigger than, than producing the, the Model T or uh, revolutionizing the assembly plant and applying right. it to automotive in the industry and all that stuff. I mean, it's huge. It's a huge impact on, uh, in, the, in the 20th century, in the beginning of that 20th century. Definitely. I mean, you're speaking to uh, the J.P. Morgans of the world back in the day, uh, building that rail line. You know, the, the Model T was definitely significant, but, man, you hit it on the head. He created a whole iconic culture of industrialization. And, um, you know, prior to that, guys, you know, it's an unfortunate thing we see today. Uh, Sears is having a tough time. The big brick and mortars. Uh, of course, you had uh, some of the old... Uh, uh, um, oh, I can't. They went out of business about no, JC another. Well, J.C. Penny, thank you. And so we got to remember before that, it was not uncommon for you, Steve, to look at your wife and say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to go on the Sears catalog." Right. Oh yeah, I used to and, go on the Sears catalog know, when I was a kid. And we're gonna we're gonna buy us a, a buggy. You could buy a car. You could buy, and it was like you, you couldn't wait. You, you could, could buy, buy a, house. a house. That's right. In the Sears catalog, you could. And now we walk into Sears and we're like, hey, get out of my way. I mean, it's like. Exactly. It's, uh, it's a storied history. And, and I got to say, um, we talked about the Germans. Of course, we talked about uh, our wonderful country here, the United States of America, putting these cars out. But let's not forget, guys, Daihatsu. Daihatsu, as we commonly know it today. Yes. That name goes back to 1907 That's in Japan. Really? Uh, I mean, it goes back. They were involved with the motor car and, and sort of kind of getting on the map with, with uh, the reciprocating engine. First time I ever saw a Daihatsu was back in the 80s. Lived, I lived in Dobson Ranch, and, like, the, the HOA gardener guys would drive this little Daihatsu truck around and, and, like, trim all the trees and stuff. First time I ever saw one in my life. Well, most of us commonly in the industry really don't want to see a Daihatsu in the garage. <laughs> uh, they make good sewing machines. Uh, however... But uh, we also have, let's travel the world. We cannot forget the Italians. Amore. We got Amore sitting in the wing. Right? We can't forget the Bugatti Type 13 back in 1910 to 1920. The, the, the Italians were sitting by Billy Knuckles, and they were saying, wait a minute. They got something, but we want to make it go faster. <laughs> and, make uh, it prettier, yeah. too. and prettier. And yeah. prettier. Yeah, the Italians. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's when that's when uh, you know the, the American spirit was all about production and about yeah. uh, the work ethic and about bringing the car to the common man. And right. there's always going to be somebody that's going to come along and say, you know what, it, it's one thing to have it for the common man, but how do we make this thing special? And of course, along comes the Duesenberg brothers and and the yeah. Maybach of the world and Bugatti oh. and all that stuff. It's it's incredible. Maybach, uh, gosh, you know, the yeah, you guys. We were talking about one of the other things is you know how we've got insurance crisis right in, in in our in our country well we forget that that the automotive industry was the first uh industry to offer health care uh in order to entice oh. people to come into the industry workers wow. Come into the industry. wow and isn't it well they they needed it man they were getting hurt they were working up in the mines by they they said i you know i'm gonna get a job with henry ford and if if if, if i get a sledgehammer on my pinky toe i'm i'm covered i got health care Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I find well, it ironic. Fact that you guys have to understand. We're talking about work. We're talking about health care. But Henry Ford also gave us leisure. Oh, you realize yeah. that Kingsford Charcoal is his idea. He used to take oh, really? oh. 
make charcoal out of it, and that became a company all by itself. There you go, Kingsford. There you go. Yeah, I knew those. those, I knew. No idea. I ran into a Model T the other day, and I said, "Man, this thing smells like a barbecue up in here." (laughs) Hey guys, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna put you back on hold. You can join us in the next segment if you will. Stay right with us. We're live. Wrench Station in Flagstaff at the Hasayampa Hotel. Also in the next segment, we've got Amore. Who's uh, who works here at the Hasampa? She's the official party girl at Prescott. We'll have her live on Wrench Station on 88.7 The Pulse. Don't go anywhere. Yes, Frank and Steve, we are live on 88.7 The Pulse. Wrench Nation is in Prescott at the historical Hasampa Hotel. We're going to talk to Amari in just a second. Do we have her microphone ready to go too? All right, and uh, Amori, Amari, which one is it? Amora. Amora. My That's Amore. There no. you go. Yeah. Bring, bring your microphone up a little bit closer to you, if you will. Now, before we do that, we do want to, again, uh, talk about the Wrench Nation female scholarship. This is for a woman who wants to have a career in automotive technology. All right. We have a full scholarship worth over $4,000 that we are going to pretty much give away. All you have to do is apply, and you can text the word career to 480-655-8870. We'll send you back a link. It's You have to have graduated high school, and you have to be willing to go to school uh, starting in August for nine months and get uh, training right here at the East Valley Institute of Technology. That's right. You guys have inspired us. And, and again, I can't harp on this as much. Um, this is community, man. And we want to be able to pay it forward. And uh, so get on to WrenchNation.tv. Get on to 88.7 The Pulse. If you know a young female, uh, we got tired of listening to it. Yes. Oh, I want to do it, but they said I couldn't. Well, this and, and is more, your chance. And more so, we're sitting there going, let's try to give somebody an opportunity. Opportunity. Because, yeah. you know, it, sometimes you, know, you're work, you might be working right now. You might have a kid. You might not have a job, and you want to do this, but you don't have the access to the funds to do it. This is why we started the scholarship. We want to enable somebody who really wants this, a, a lady who really wants this, to go out and do so. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here we have uh, Amora from the Hasiampa Hotel in Prescott. Hi, Amora. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thank you for coming up today. Hey, thanks for having us here today. You know, this is an incredible place. I got to walk around inside. You know, tell us a little bit about the historic Hasiampa. Well, we were, you mentioned earlier, we were built in 1927. We're a full-service facility. Restaurant on the premises, bar, catering, high tea. Wow. Got tons of fun stuff to do up here. Do you have a lot of people coming from down south, oh, like tons. in Phoenix and, and doing weddings and stuff up here? Yeah, tons of uh, special I, events, et cetera. I, 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 I'm, uh, I've got a few listeners in my head right now, and they want to know. Okay. Every historic hotel has a ghost. Oh, is there a ghost? Okay. Is there a ghost right here at the legendary? Well, by the luck of the draw, you got the resident skeptic. Oh. oh. I'm, a, I'm a ghost guy. Okay. Steve, so you don't, you're not into ghosts? It's not that I'm not into it. It just I personally haven't felt faith okay. around here. Oh, her faith name, is the ghost. Her name faith. is Faith. However, okay. I have a really cool story. Okay. Tell us. So there was a big, burly, six-foot, really kind of cute pilot that was staying with us one night, and uh-huh. um, I had to give him a ride out to the airport. Okay. And I asked him, I was like, how was your stay? He was like, oh, no. I'm never coming back. Really? Like, what happened? Wow. He goes, right. I'm getting ready. I'm getting into bed. I'm, I'm falling asleep and the window's rattling. So I oh. go to check it. Nothing going on. Get back into bed. And I feel my wife cuddle up behind me and nuzzle the nape of my neck. But the wife's she, not there. She's in Denver. So oh, he, no. he said, he, my co-pilot's going to have to fly all the way home because I did not wow. sleep. And I sat up in the lobby the whole night. So but, how did Faith get here? 
Um, so the story goes that she was maybe a lady of the night. Okay. Maybe just those you know, ladies of the night. What the heck? They maybe are. just now she works across the street from the station. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just naive, <laughs> but she checks in with her groom on their honeymoon, and after three days, he absconds with her money. Yeah. And um, a few days later, after he's gone, doesn't come back, she hangs herself apparently in wow. the room. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Like, can we see the room from right here? Is it or on the other side? It's right here. It's up at the top. Right, right up there. Hey. The top. Oh, guys, Ooh. if you guys are listening, oh God, I could just see. So that. what's what's at the very top of this tower here? That's, that's our bell. She, that's our belfry. That's the belfry. Yes. That's the belfry. Are there bats in the belfry? No longer any bats oh, in the okay. belfry. <laughs> that's very cool. Well, let yeah. me ask. Is you, that accessible to people? No. Oh. Okay. All right. So um, where do you get a lot of folks coming from? We know, of course, in this country, we probably have a lot of folks, but internationally, where do you see a lot of people? The Germans. Ah, oh. those Deutschlanders. They love the <laughs> cowboys. And you were just mentioning the Italians on their motorbike cruises. Wow. Yeah. Motor so you get a lot yeah. of motorbikes. You do get a lot of motorbikes up in yeah. the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is perfect for that. Yeah. They do the, that big loop. They hit the Grand Canyon, right. Williams. They like to go over Highway 89 into Jerome. Yeah. Take that ride. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are listening uh, on the iTunes repeat uh, or on the podcast, perhaps Podbean, again, uh, a lot of folks think it's all about the Grand Canyon, which is a great spot. You got to see the Grand Canyon. Yes. But man, if you rent a motorcycle, get you a night, rent a Harley, and just take a cruise down some of the wonderful back roads that we have and end up, got to stop at Jerome, got to stop at yeah. Prescott, yep. and got a pit stop well, here at the Hacienda. You know, there's a lot of different. You come into Prescott Valley, it's pretty flat. And you, yeah. You get over the hill as you come down into, you know, come up into Prescott, I should say. It's a little bit higher over here, I think. And you got more pines. You got some of the rocks. You go a little bit north in North Prescott here. You have Prescott Lakes. And yeah. it, it's very a very diverse type of uh, uh, topography, if it you will. Is. And it, it, yeah. it's so beautiful. I mean, like tonight, I'm going to go out to one of the camps right out here on Senator Highway. Yeah. And I fried mean, it's chicken. Just, yeah, yeah, fried I, know, I hope they have some fried chicken. <laughs> I like to say that Prescott is the perfect day tripper spot. You yeah, come to Arizona, yeah. you stay yeah. in Prescott, you could hit everything that you need to stay in one day. Yeah, you know, we still got day. JB and Billy Knuckles out of Detroit on the line. Oh yeah. Hey Let's guys. Bring in JB and Billy Knuckles right now back on the phone. Give Bree a chance to uh, put them on there. Hi hey guys, you there still with us still? Oh, we lost one of them. You know what I was going to say, guys, is, is the Grand Canyon is probably my favorite place on Earth. Where else can you go in this world where you can see literally billions of years of evolution, you know, in rock formation, just looking at how the Earth was created? I mean, it's a geologist's uh, dream, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of that in Arizona, a lot of these rocks. But obviously the Grand Canyon, which is just two hours north of here, you know, they say everybody says it's just a big hole. It's a big hole you have to see. And speaking of holes, we're talking the first 50 years of vehicles. Um, so as folks started to get and drink the Kool-Aid of buying the Model T, they had to somehow, some way figure out a road system. A road system. So back in uh, the uh, midnight 1917 or so, the Federal Road Act, the government got involved. Yeah, because before that, they had the Oregon Trail and it was just ruts. Just ruts. There were holes. <laughs> kind of hard to drive your cars on you there. You could pull up to the Hacienda and it was a dirt road. You had a bunch of horses and people looked at you and said, whoa, he's got something funny. He's riding. And uh, so the Federal uh, Road Act came around and they kind of had to organize that and get, uh, get some uh, sort of... Uh, uh, construction and organization to uh, an individual that may want to take a long road trip 
Uh, Billy Knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? I mean, obviously, being a car guy, you love to get out there, I'm sure, and take a drive. In the nation, what's your favorite drive? You know, like, where do you love to just get out on the road? The parallels parallels between the the beginning of the auto industry and the computer industry are, are remarkable. Just think of, you know, for you millennials that are listening out there, think of the old roads that these Model T's, before we could, you know, before we had a need for these roads, we had to have the cars. So the computer obviously came before the internet. But think of dial-up. If you, if any of you youngsters remember dial-up, that would have been the Model T. And you uh, waited, you know, whatever sure. it was. You waited, you waited until you could get somewhere. 35 miles an hour, I think they thought, beings thought that they were, there was engineers that thought you could you would stop breathing because you couldn't get enough oxygen in your bloodstream or something if you went over. What would happen to hour. your heart? You're dry. <laughs> you're moving so fast. What will happen? Exactly. You would be yeah. crushed by the air. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, the cost of these things that that first uh, four cylinder, little 15 horsepower, they actually the Ford Model N, as in Nancy, that was about six hundred dollars. Uh, and that was kind of the very first. Again, the Germans really came out with some good stuff, but man, it just was not practical. Uh, it wasn't affordable. About six hundred bucks yeah. is what uh, they would spend. So let me ask you. Uh, obviously, the Ford family uh, over a hundred years, uh, or a hundred years uh, in that uh, in that time frame, still very active in Detroit. I know Detroit's got a comeback going. Billy Knuckles, tell us about what's shaken with the Ford family in detroit currently well the, the you know uh they own the lions the uh, the lions that have never won a super bowl so that's, oh, that's right that's i didn't right. know that yes detroit lions okay it, it, but it's only been like 53 years so you know i'm sure this year <laughs> the, the cardinals haven't haven't done it in 80 so. yeah but you yeah. guys got great hockey so it's okay there you go <laughs> that's true that's true and a new arena coming too so yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the ford family is very active they're just uh i mean again they they built this town you know there's no denying it yeah, uh, and they uh, they're an amazing family. Uh, interestingly enough, you had mentioned the Dodge brothers. My daughter yesterday, her commencement was at Oakland University, which is only about a few miles from my home here in Oakland County, and that used to be the property of the Dodge brothers. It, it belonged to uh, the uh, the widow of one of the Dodge brothers, wow. and she uh, willed it to uh, the uh, foundation that later became. Uh, Oakland University. It's just a beautiful campus. Uh, concerts and uh, it's just a, in a growing, well, growing campus. Billy Knuckles, I got a question for you. Um, China has always been a hot topic, uh, sensitive maybe right now with uh, sort of the comeback of uh, our cities. Is China buying anything right now in Detroit? And if they are, what's the sentiment? Well, with that? they can they can certainly buy up resources. They can certainly buy up com- companies and so forth. Here's the thing, as, as an American, this is what's encouraging about the American spirit. Uh, as long as China has to have uh, the kind of labor force where you're having to put nets at the first floor of buildings mm-hmm. where, yeah. you, you know, so people don't have to jump off of them. And, wow. you know, we don't want to hear these things as Americans. No. We don't want to know that our iPhones or, or our clothing is, has to be built by sure. people who are essentially, you know, they're economic slaves. Let's face it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a good China, point. There's no way to, if you're a communist country or if you're a dictatorship, there's no way you can free the the uh, the spirit of the the ingenious spirit of free human beings to do their best work. And right, so right. they can incentivize them with money, 
but they will never, ever, ever, Mike, mark my words, they will never be able to duplicate what the American experiment did some 235, 40 years ago. That's going to be a tough one across the board, any country in the world. And you know what? We still have that sense of spirit uh, out here. And Billy Knuckles, I was in Detroit uh, hanging out with you and your lovely wife. And we, we were at we the, were. Uh, um, doing a technology conference. And I, I got to tell you, man, I'm kind of in tune. I, I just kind of go off the cuff with my, my instincts. There is a spirit happening in Detroit. You can smell the rejuvenation going on out there. Immediately, I was just attracted to that. And now, of course, it's not going to come back like it were in the industrial age. But, man, you can still sense a, re a rejuvenation. There, there is. You know, regardless of where you sit on the election here, I go back to what Ross Perot said, whatever it was, back in 1990-something, <laughs> whatever it was. He said, you cannot be a world superpower if you're not a manufacturing superpower. If we don't build yeah. things, if we don't build cars, how are we going to build tanks? How are we going to build planes? How are we going to build trains? It yeah. has to start with the car. And you look at the, that connected car symposium that we went to. Look at what the car has become. It's become it's it's your your a smartphone on steroids. It's, it's, with, yeah, it's, 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 it's people's office. It's people's homes for it is for yeah. five, it six sure hours is. a day. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes, it's it amazing. I mean, you can have everything inside that car nowadays, and it can do anything. It, it can control your home practically from that computer that's inside. Yeah, yeah we're talking. We're talking car. some serious yeah. technology. I think it'll be up to shows like Wrench Nation and a few other diehards to stay connected with the history as we do today at this legendary we don't want to lose the, the history. We don't want to lose the history. No. Nope. And we're talking the first fifty years. Billy Knuckles. As always, a great time with you, man. And, Thank and you, we sir. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Love you back, brother. And uh, we'll catch you next time. We'll Take talk to you next time here on Wrench Station. We're going to be back with uh, with Greg Buckley, I believe, on 88.7 The Pulse of Wrench Station. Don't go anywhere. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Oh, yeah, we are back in Prescott at the historic... Haseampa Hotel. Uh, somebody on the phone. It's going to be Mr. Blue Hen of Delaware. Hello, Mr. Greg hey. Buckley. What is happening, on, Mr. Buckley? How are you? How are you? Oh, man. Not bad. Not bad at all. Hey, for once, uh, we actually might be cooler today than you are because we're yeah. up in Prescott. It's like 83 degrees here right now. Uh, sorry, guys. We reached a high about 62 today. Ooh, oh, you can, you oh. can keep that. <laughs> you can, yeah. you can keep that, Buckley. That's it's it. almost like fall. I mean, yes. it, it was chilly. Wow. <laughs> and uh, as so. we regroup, want to let the world know, of course, we had Billy Knuckles on from uh, Interstate Auto Care out of Detroit. And, of course, now we have the legendary, the infamous, the wild, wild Wilmington, <laughs> Delaware champ of Buckley's Auto Care. Greg, I got to just thank you. Our listeners, thank you. You are a true the tried and true Ranch Nation every week, and we thank you for joining in us every week. Uh, yep, despite, uh, it's a pleasure, man. It's great hanging I mean out that. with you guys, man. Yeah, you rock, great man. Show. So great show, great audience. Um, yeah, I think uh, what you guys. I wish you were here, honestly. I wish all oh, you guys were you. here. And and speaking know, of which, man. I'd like to paint the color for our listeners. We talked about being at the Hacienda Inn, yes. 1927, and its original storied theme. Just above us, maybe 50 feet, is where the ghost today, our gal, hung her name herself. Is, her name is Faith. Faith hung oh, herself Faith. just 
50 feet or so from us. Wow. We have the original party girl of Payson, Amari in-house. And truly, she's just a, a wonderful gal if you ever pit stop. And she knows all the stories here. But I want to paint the picture, Greg. I am an owner of a Model T. I'm not going to just put my key in there and crank it and it starts. No. Uh-uh. No. Let's paint the picture. My car is black. I mean, they didn't have remote starts then? No. What are you talking no, about? Have, no. How did they cool down my car before I got in it? So, Greg, let's talk about how would one start this old bad boy? Well, first off, you better be in pretty good physical shape because oh, yeah. you've got a lot of cranking to do on this motor to get this thing up and running. And you really got to be careful because if not, you can really do some damage to that to those old arms of yours. That's for sure. Well, certain. we were talking so. earlier about how, you know, Billy Knuckles made a good point. Of course, uh, Henry Ford Model T assembly line, introduction of an organized workday and healthcare. I think the healthcare was part of because you bust up your knuckles and your arm oh, trying to crank one of those cars up. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly would. I mean, the guys at the end of the line, they really had to. They had to have a team take yeah. turns cranking out all those cars, literally cranking out all those cars. But yeah, it's kind of like you know you can think of it like kickstarting a motorcycle. You know, on the oh, old, yeah. on, on some of the All models, of and you got to yeah. start. You know, you, you if you're not careful, yeah, you can hurt your foot. You know, yeah, you know, fracture a foot, stuff like that. So, same uh, same principle. You got to create the compression. You got to get enough. You know, initial uh, power, the power stroke there to get that thing up and running. And yeah, you, you better have it set right. You you tires, tires were a lot different back then, too. Oh, yeah. A lot thinner. Oh, yeah. I mean, not, not quite like we have today. And, and vehicles would flip over a lot more. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, the whole, you... whole thing. I mean, gosh, the roads sure. weren't even developed yet. No. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, one of the interesting things with Ford was, you know, because of Ford's ability to get people on the road, and, and, and you guys were talking earlier with Billy, you know, how it set forth on the economy, um, you know, that he had to persuade. Uh, another billionaire uh, oh. from um, the Esso, or now Exxon, that he needed petroleum. So ah, we can't forget became, about that. Yeah, that became the essence of why we had service stations all over the place because we now have a uh, we now have a situation where people are moving, they're going around, they need to have fuel, and uh, the Rockefellers out of New York got together with Ford, um, you know, and they just said, look, we need a petroleum. Uh, transportation market or you know a, a marketplace right and that was the the establishment of fuel and where did they get that fuel well that came from pennsylvania in the old quaker the, the original quaker state area of pennsylvania where the refining huh. started so a series of one step of just an assembly line and a faster uh, production rate created this economic dynamo that really did start the industrial revolution it did and, and you know you speak about that fuel uh yeah. we have no idea now some of us out there may have an old historic model a model t early 1920s but we are just so spoiled today because in order to check the fuel back then you you had to have a stick it was like the gas yeah. station guy coming to fill the tanks right. he had a long stick right. you had a right. stick you it had didn't to tell st- you how many gallons you had take in there take the stick 
put it in. Could you imagine if, if, if my wife, I said, honey, can you check the fuel? And she's like, are you conniption contarded? Right. Exactly. I mean, it was, you had, you had to put your overalls on to take care of stuff. And the other oh, thing yeah. too, uh, just folks know if you were big and big time back then, you could actually, uh, buy us. They had an electric starter. But that sucker was $75 back then. And back then, 75 bucks then yeah. is more like $1,000 well, now. that was 20% of right. the cost of oh the whole car. 20% right. of the car. 20%. Wow. So amazing? dig this. Gee, Could yeah. you imagine? Here we are today. You bought yourself a 2017 uh, vehicle. Right. And uh, it cost you 40000 Okay. And the guy says, hey, we got this option. And uh, this option, one simple little option cost you make it fifty thousand dollars right in arizona it's known as uh, arizona pinstriping in the tint package <laughs> <laughs> another 10 grand I'm, another, I'm passing. but that was a lot of money back then i mean sure that was a lot of dough and uh oh, what about what about the dashboard it's nothing like it was today i mean come on the dashboard was simple that yeah, was just a gauge I mean, it was one little gauge, Steve. Wow. A lonely gauge, and it worked sometimes. Right. It was sitting there, right. the needle, you'd be like, hey, you'd stomp on You see, back then, we didn't have a whole lot of what tools. Was it, what was it measuring? It was an ammeter. Just an yeah, ammeter, maybe. that's it. Yeah, yeah, it was just a meter. No speedometer. It would just there tell were no you. speed limits at first. And I, and I think it was a joke, right. maybe. Yeah. It was a joke. It would just make you feel like you were connected. Because, listen, if you got into a car <laughs> for the first time, right. remember, I've been driving horses for 40 years, and now I get into the car. And it's, it's making noise. It's moving. I had to have some correlation psychologically. Right. Oh, that's what this thing's doing. It had a little gauge. It, you know, and it showed you something. And you looked at it and said, okay, I feel normal now. Uh, it's telling me something. But, yeah, it was <laughs> a think simple. About, think about, like, if you, were, if you were just getting the car back in 1906 and you took it over to take Grandma for a ride, she'd probably freak out like it was a spaceship going, I'm not getting in that thing. Well, and, and you know, we talk about gauges. Uh, in Arizona, it would have been interesting in the summer because guess what, people? There was no temperature gauge. I mean, if it was hot, no. it just blew up. It was like, oh, snap, that wow. thing. The radiator was just like a geyser. Just sure. Shoot up. Shoot it up like old and faithful. And you're with your wife. Or worse yet, you got your first date. You got your spurs. Right. You got your hat yeah, on. Yeah, you. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you got your cologne your back then. I think Avon had cologne back then. <laughs> and, and you're sitting with your date. And all of a sudden... Pa-pow! Boom! And your date looks at you. What's wrong with you? Can't you afford to fix this thing? <laughs> oh. I guess in a lot of ways we're lucky now. We're lucky now. We are. Big time. Great. Greg. Mr. Buckley, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll talk we, to you again next week. We love you, brother. You got it. Thank Amen. you. All right. We're going to wrap up the show. And uh, some wild and wacky news on wheels here. Yes, sir. Here we go. The Wrench Nation wild and wacky news on wheels. Well, we talk about it every week. There's some goofiness going on, and if uh, you're in trouble at a gas station and you feel like uh, these guys are going to steal my ride, Uh-oh. look out because there was a lady that said, I ain't having it. What did she do, Steve? She didn't call the police. She didn't pull out a gun. She didn't even pull out mace. She stomped on her hood like a maniac. She got on her hood and started banging up and down and freaked out the thief. This thief no carjacking there. No, she said, holy cow, this lady is on the hood, jumping up and down like right. a maniac. I don't want her ride. It's probably going to be. I mean, that's a pretty good way to get some <laughs> attention. And people are going to come and see what you're doing. And yeah. And you know, not so going to be stealing the car. How to stop a car thief just jump up and down on your hood. You can catch that on the Autoblog, our friends at autoblog.com, and watch that video. 
And uh, there is your wild and wacky automotive news. Well, we want to thank the Haseampo Hotel here in Prescott, Arizona, for uh, hosting us today. Certainly want to come back again. It was an awesome day here in Prescott. And uh, cool to see all the all the history here and talk about historic vehicles and how how owning a car back about 110 years ago actually was <laughs> yeah we visited that and of course we're going to revisit that in the future we are going to take this show on the road uh, we'd like to see that again in the future and as always say uh, you know every week you guys are joining us pops on the uh, podcast Podbean, and itunes let us know what you think of the show if you've got a town or city that you'd like to see the show in sure hey we're game for that this show is all about you guys one big old See, eventually we're going to have to go out. Buckley visited us. We're going to have to go. I've never been to Delaware. We're going to get out to Delaware We're going to have someday. to go see Buckley out there. We're gonna, we can go to Texas and see uh, Jeff Buckley. That's right. So if you guys want to give us a quick review on iTunes, do that. Give us some comments. This is your show. Detroit we appreciate would be cool. You. you were just in Detroit. We were in Detroit. Yeah, we yeah. got to take this show out on Detroit. And as I say every week, yes. Steve, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.